1: hey you guys uh yeah i've been recording for like the last 20 seconds and and i i really didn't have anything to add and none of you provided any witty banner and jack's not here to provide just random garblings uh it's that time again but before it is well it's also that time again let's give some kudos to the one and only gooder sunglasses people the home of the most stylish fun comfortable and affordable eyewear available they constantly get the joke they constantly update the styles and they constantly keep the price at just 35 bucks a pair no, you didn't hear that wrong. Just 35 bucks for non slip. Polarized glasses, get a gooder, gooder.com today. Next off, how about ambassador cycling people? Cycling is a tough sport. Want to make it tougher? Well, ride a bike with poor fit. Your back, your butt, your balls, and well, your body will feel like shit. You'll uh, want to actually enjoy cycling. Well, then get over to ambassadorcycling.com, talk to Sam and get dialed in on your position. You will thank me personally. You'll see me in the street and you'll come up to me and say, Thank you, Pat my god my balls feel better and please say that loudly especially you know in public (laughs) um how about athletic brewing people the home for you the beer you drink when you can't have a beer you want to lose weight you want a good post-ride beverage that won't put you to sleep especially if you're my age because you know a couple beers in the afternoon it's like that's it night uh you uh you want to have a good evening without a shit morning we'll get to packfiller.com click on the athletic brewing link Order some of the many flavors. Get on the athletic train. May I recommend the Free Wave Hazy IPA? It's actually pretty damn good stuff. Lastly, let's hear it for our friends over at Mojo Cyclery. Spokane's home for gravel. The mood, the professionalism, the service, and the style. Trust us, Mojo Mojo is the place. Check them out at mojocyclery.com today. There, I did it. Let's do this. God damn it. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> A delay in the camera, and I can actually see that the back of my head might be a little balding, and I'm really, <laughs> f- I'm really bothered by that, man. I'm really, man I don't like that. Oh, <sighs> um, you guys noticed uh, the camera's not in front of me anymore, so I can't hold the clipboard up in front yeah, of it. Good. So don't yep. bump it. Oh, all right, right. Uh, well, at least the season is winding down, everybody. Things are turning to cross and pumpkin spice. Time to sit back and wait. What the hell, paris is this weekend? Ah, Where's my scream? I don't even know where my scream is. Oh, fuck it. Let's just go with a car crash. We ain't finished yet, you guys. The pack filler never sleeps and neither does the sport. Welcome to another episode. We are live on Podbean Vimeo. Is that how you pronounce it? Vimeo or Vimeo?
2: Sure. I have
1: (laughs) no idea. I assume it's like video, so it's Vimeo. Vimeo,
2: yeah, I, that's. Vimeo. I don't know. I have
3: an account, but I don't. You do, yeah,
1: yeah. They're not paying us. I, I'm yeah. paying them to be on their platform, yeah, so well. fuck it. Uh, we're on them, uh, YouTube, and even Facebook, the Facebooks. Um, so you gotta love that. Um, the studio is still under construction, as you can probably see on this on the on the live stream. And we will be until I get the proper lunder, lumber for the walls. Please excuse our dust, as well as some patchy walls and probably some electrical yeah, stuff needs that to needs to be, fixed, to be yeah. fixed i'll work on that with me in the construction zone are the members of the backfiller first the guy who hasn't been outside on a bike in over two weeks mm-hmm. which means he might be a little like roy kent from tad lasso tonight mr paul Maine, how are you man
3: yeah i've just been pissing about i tell you <laughs> yeah i'm doing all right missing the ride
1: we uh we brought there somebody brought that up in the chat group the other day about, about Roy Kent and that polish Roy Kent.
3: No, I didn't bring it up first. Mm.
1: I think it was somebody else in the group and, and I I was hoping you were you were up to speed on that show. I don't know. Because it isn't technically British. You might not be a big uh-huh. fan of
3: it. Well, I did when once that was brought up, I did YouTube like Roy, Roy Kent. Kent like best you know, like segments. Okay. So great character. Like,
1: yeah. Great character. Next he's technically a Perry Rubay virgin. So we will be gentle,
3: <laughs> Mr.
1: Jackson Bulger. Hello. <laughs> I am, yeah. <laughs> and the way you said that, it's like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah be yeah. gentle. Uh, me, I'm the guy who apparently needs to work on his potty mouth. I'm Pat Bulger. Hi, everybody. Um, I, I, I found out the other day that some of my students listen to this show. and Oh. yeah, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stop it. All of you guys. Stop it! I mean, none of this stuff. See, I almost said shit. Yeah. None of it means oh. anything to any of you guys. So just stop it. You guys, you guys are idiots. Um, guys, I actually think I already know this, but uh, talk to me about your cycling life right now, um, Paul. Do, you, do we just want to get the truth out there and find out what what's going on and why you, of all people, have not been on a bike? And
3: well, yeah, we we, we we talked about it last week where the weather was rubbish and. You know, we skipped the Grand skip Fondo. The Fondo. Yeah. yeah, and then, yeah. Um, and then last weekend, uh, we'll, here in Spokane, we have a Green Bluff, which is, has an orchard where you pick your own fruit. And they have a fun zone for kids with castles and jumping mm-hmm. castles and all kinds of things. And my granddaughter, we were there for four and a half hours. Oh. And I had to stare at that, that nasty-looking clown yeah. that was blowing oh, up balloons. Lovely. It was... But nevertheless, she had fun, and that's what it's all about.
1: Clown with us, website. And it was a
3: beautiful day. It was 80 degrees. Yeah. And, yeah. So, you know, it wasn't far from my mind. In fact, it was always in my mind.
1: <laughs> so, You're just running through anything yeah. to get you through. I don't even want to say the name of the clown because people would look up the website. But
3: Yeah. Uh, scary. Yeah. Looking. I don't yeah, know why children scary. even went to get a balloon. Yeah. yeah. Female. Why would yeah? Why clown, would any think, yeah. it, kids scream at Santa Claus? I mean, this clown is way way more scary. I yeah. mean, it should be anyway. It's well, disruptive. Good, yeah. It's bothersome. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and oh, I, you yeah. know what?
1: I've never been that. You know, under the oh, I'm afraid of clowns. Cl- I hate clowns or stuff like that. But sometimes you see some, and they're really not doing well. It's no. just not mm-hmm. a thing. And yet they 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 get paid to do it. Yep. Right? So yeah, maybe maybe. Probably pays more than podcasting. Jackson, how's your, how's your, how's your cycling week been, dude?
2: Good. Um, like I said, I think last Monday I rode, um, but yeah, I did. We, we went out for one on mm-hmm. Sunday is what it was. Um, but other than that, yeah, just kind of starting to wind it down, you know, feeling comfortable with sitting around now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um yeah. We did get out the two of us on Sunday and that was my only ride of the week and it was uh, I don't who should i blame is it a is it a waples blame or is it did we just did we do something wrong in a past life that we decided that the slow pace was still fast mm-hmm. Have, i just i that wonder really if i've deep. settled into a groove where it's like oh this is easier, but it still fucking hurt. Yeah, it was it was stupid. We were out in super high winds, out up on the plains, horrible side and headwinds. Night, we have nothing to train for, and we were out there just beating the shit out of each other. It was
2: horrible. It was the winds were so strong that I actually had to lean forty five right. degrees mm-hmm. just yeah. to stay upright because it was blowing me around so bad i heard you crazy i heard
1: you a couple times with like gasps like oh yeah you know because the side gusts
2: with those deep rims you know it's just the one gust to win and it's like you just got to be prepared all the time for it which is another form of exhaustion Mm
1: -hmm. you were mentioned paul oh i think sam himself said paul would love this why are you complaining paul would love this (laughs) i would that's my type of writing
3: really yeah like oh. some people like climbing, yeah. you know, mountains. I mean, I like winds nasty blowing crosswinds I I, serious, in the
1: I oh. seriously think that we were probably better off that we, I don't know about you guys, but that ride was 60. Mm-hmm. Um could you've made it another 50?
2: Yes. You could have. On that uh, at the end of that ride, I yeah. Yeah, I, you you found the fountain of you well.
1: He is young. He's, I got yeah.
2: it. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, at the end of that ride, I was. Things got better, as time went on for me. So.
1: I don't know if I felt better or worse, but it was just yeah. it was. Oh. Uh, we were supposed to be at the. Uh, Tour de Bloom last weekend. Yeah. Mm. I think we can reset that that mm. where we have to drink every time, but uh, we we're supposed. Well, to we're be just
3: there. we're just doing. It's National Drink Beer Day. Is it really? So oh, yeah. Well, I'm fine then. It
1: yeah. is seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So what's with all this? I, I'm, I'm supposed to be talking about bike racing, but but what's with all these new these holidays? It's like National Drink Beer Day. It's supposed to be National Sunday. Sunday. Yep. Yeah. My
3: daughter. Daughter Sunday. Day was
1: last week. It's yeah. like this, is Facebook just pulling the shit yeah. out of nowhere and just making stuff up? I think it is because everybody's just like, oh, I knew about it all along. Here's the best son in the world. No offense, dude. You're awesome. But I'm not going to post is. that shit.
2: Well, when in a pandemic, you need something to look forward to. So, you're going to make me look like a jackass. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just saying, I feel like everybody's like, oh, let's just make up a holiday. Do you think they made it up, seriously? Or is
1: there some calendar I, I somewhere? I think there is. Like tomorrow's national pretzel day. I
3: don't know where the national calendar is. I mean, there is like yeah. months, yeah. you know, national whatever month for whatever October's pink because of cancer,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. October should be orange, though, shouldn't it? Well, yeah, now we'll now s- with, with
3: with cancer, yeah, breast, uh, yeah, any cancers, is yeah. like pink.
1: Oh, I know. I, I, I'm not, I'm not bashing cancer. I'm not saying, damn <laughs> it, you know, screw the people with cancer. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna, not saying that. <laughs> That's I about just, like just want fight. that clear. <laughs> you're not, not Bill Burr. <laughs> That's not the hill no. I'm dying. On. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but I am saying is you know, in t- Oregon October should be orange. I mean, if you're going to do pink, it should be February.
3: Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, or May. Nah, I brought it back to cycling. Zero. Yep. Mm-hmm. See how I did that? Yeah. Tied it all back. I've been on the bike basically once per week for the last like five or six weeks. No, not that long. Maybe four weeks. And I, I, I'm worried that that specter's starting to hang over my head. I'm just going,
3: you're gonna get fat <laughs> again. <laughs> Those jelly
1: donuts sir, look delicious, <laughs> and I'm just worried about that, man. I I don't want it to happen again because I'm I'm finally keeping up with you guys, and I don't want to fuck it up. And the weather's going to change, and all of a sudden it's going to go to hell in a handbasket.
3: So do you want to be accountable to us? We'll, we'll yeah, we'll check in. I do. Yeah, you Let's guys see. are my my uh, intervention, yeah. or,
1: or is it you know my mentor interference? More like what's what do they call the people without what the people that help out alcoholics? He says he's holding okay. a beer in his hand. really? No, no. They're called uh, sp- sp- uh, sponsors. 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 That's yeah. It, yeah, yeah. You're my my cycling fitness sponsors. Well, I'm here year I have another at beer. this point, so <laughs> as <laughs> yes, <laughs> as <a ship. laughs> Um, uh, speaking of which, I think I talked to you, Jackson, about about potentially changing some objectives for 2022. Now we yeah. don't have to commit to anything until we see a race calendar or stuff like that. But uh, I wanted to ask you guys. Um. Do you guys have any thoughts on which direction you would like to take? I mean, and I'm talking about if this was a perfect world. If we, if the calendar came out tomorrow and every race was happening when it was supposed to um, and there were no restrictions on it, what, how, would you change? If so, how and how so? And what, what races would you do? Jackson, I talked to you about the fact that this year was so awesome to do Bells and Waffle. It took a lot of time to specifically train for that event. And have your objectives changed in a specific direction? Do you want to take your your cycling in a different way?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> I think that I'd like i I love that side of the sport and everything. Um, but I think this year I'm gonna change my targets towards some road racing this year. Just trying to move up in the categories because I think that I've got a good chance of making my way up in a pretty quick fashion as you and sam were talking about the other day yeah um but and plus i i love the thrill of road racing it's Mm -hmm. just to me it's that competitive edge the exact thing that i like that i crave you know um so yeah i'll I'll probably look towards that rather than some sort of a gravel season or training for something big and plus i was talking with my girlfriend about it the other day it's like kind of racing locally or in and around the area it's just logistically, it's more realistic. I think you know, with working all like full time at this mm-hmm. point, it's like I don't have to request time off or I sure. don't have to do all this anymore. It just it it works and it's what I love. So yeah. I think I'll do it. Paul, I,
1: I I assume you'd just be like, yeah, stay the fucking course. It's just yeah, that uh,
3: uh, I would w- you know all the things the plans we had back in January. Mm-hmm. You know, I had targets of of the races that all got canceled. So yeah, except one. Because I thought Jack wasn't going to be—he was in Mexico. That was Vance Creek. Oh, really? And, and, it, and it still and happened. It, it did happen. Vance Creek happened. So, but you know, I'd like to hit that, and uh, that's—I think typically that's in April. Or, yeah, I think so. Early April, and then
1: turtle bloom is, is in it May. It's it's so it's—it's it's supposed to be a spring I race. Agree.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to get another shot the third try of launching off um the river city yeah, river city omnium those um, would be the big targets
1: how many out of town events could you envision attending um are you know you mentioned uh, like Turtle Bloom, which is not that far away no it's two and a half hours yeah. drive yep. uh uh river city which is local mm-hmm. um Vance Creek, which is a distance, which is six hours.
3: Yeah, six we hours got a away? place to stay. Yeah, that's true. And, that's, and he's got plumbing now. He's got plumbing
1: yeah. exactly. Um, are there any other things that you've seen that you've been just like, okay, perfect world, perfect scenario? I have the time off. I have the means to get there. Are there any other races that you just like to kind of eye on your radar? I mean, when when Belgian waffle happened, I it was honestly I was just like. Ah, shit, let's just see if we can get in. And they're like, oh, my God. Actually, there was no restriction. We got in.
3: You yeah. were drinking, weren't you?
1: No. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> I actually was, for once. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the, the insanity of yeah. it.
1: <laughs> And then when I got, because I just was like, this can't be this easy. I it's The entry form is here. I'm just going to fill it out and hit submit. And then it was like, you're in. And I went, wait, no, there's got to be a lottery. This mm-hmm. is, you know, this mm-hmm. is gravel. It's Gravel's the big thing right now. There's no way that I just got in, and I got in, and that's when I called you, and I said, dude, sign up, quick. And then I looked at my wife, and I said, "Um, honey, can we go to uh, San Diego in July? She's like, sure, and that was it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, are there there any, like, for example, the Boise Twilight uh, crit? um, Or, you know, because that's still... It's kinda northwest. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any uh, regional or even domestic uh, races that you would have that you've seen that you would be you would envision participating in?
3: For me, if I had the time and it'd be a distance, it's it's uh, Tulsa tough. Oh shit. Be just, cool. that would be fun just to visit you know, and I could do age group thing and then watch the big boys go, you know. When is that? Um, um typically I think it's in June. I Is think. Mm-hmm. June or July. So that would be fun. That's three days. You have Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Crits. Oh my God. Well, wow. a Friday night. I'd
1: say that's an airfare, but, you know, I, 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 we'd all just and pile into the RV and stink it up.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, my wife would nice. be really happy with that.
1: When we brought it back. It's like, honey, I. We're home. She's like, no, RV freaks. Go get it, sandblasted. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, I I agree. I think that'd be a cool one. I'd love mm-hmm. to do the Boise. I, there were some uh, some beyond regional races, some California races, uh, some uh, even even you know. Well, I've always wanted to do steamboat, but that's back to gravel again. You know, I I don't hate gravel; I f- freaking love gravel. So do I, yeah. And so I would do another one, but I don't know if I want to necessarily base my entire traveling schedule and budget around
2: one gravel one race. big
1: gravel race. So
2: yeah, that's where my, that's where my head's gone a little bit too. Um, and I think it'd be really good this year for me, at least, like my personal aspirations to kind of focus locally to see what I can do. Well done. Yeah, just to, to kind of get up through the categories, but also I think it'd be pretty cool to just see what the local um, race scene is like and then, I don't know, maybe survey to see what also could be like added too. Cause mm-hmm. I, think, I think there's a lot that the city is so special with the terrain it has mm-hmm. that I think that there is something that can be built out of, mo- something more that could be built out of this town. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Now you're getting in a race promotion, and you know what happens
1: when you get into race promotion?
3: You lose money <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: you you uh it's like opening a bike shop mm-hmm. you never want to ride a bike again, open a bike shop mm-hmm. um did I mention that the twenty four hour race is back, and I'm the promoter yeah. of it, but oh, uh you go. know that's a side thing all mm-hmm. entirely that's in May, you know, <laughs> so uh, you know I'll be free after that. My life will be free. It's like when you say, hey, I'll have all the time in the world to train after the kids are born. Yep. Yep. Hmm. That one's for CP. Uh, Should you guys, should we, uh, where is my news um, headline, my news? God damn it.
3: You didn't have a last week. I didn't either. add it. No, I no. didn't
1: have it next week. Last mm. week and I didn't add it this week. Do kerse- forged-
0: mariita-
1: <INTERPOSING."> be- you guys know that a couple races took place last weekend? A couple really? big races. Huh. Oh. Oh, tell uh, us. Tell apparently there's this there's this uh there's this one day race that decides the best rider in the world. One day. Huh? Have thought, huh? Hmm. You know? Uh, you know, and so yes, the world championships happened in Flanders this last weekend and first off, what do you think of the concept of a one day I, I'm backing up I don't have all the news copy in front of me this time. I intentionally kept uh, the all the the wording of the story because if, if you're paying attention to the show, you probably have a pretty good idea of what happened last weekend. You probably have a, a good idea of who won what and things like that If not, Google while you're watching or listening to this show um, I'd like to ask, the concept of the fact that in this sport we have a one day race to pick the world champion one day why is that and do you think it's a good idea does anybody I mean, yeah paul you've already you I, I, like I think Rock. it's
3: it's deep in tradition started in 1927 that's just it was done on the nuremberg ring therefore second i had the winner but you know it <laughs> it was something that that continued on it's just like you represent your country and not your team, your yeah. trade team. So it's kind of unique that way. Um, and it doesn't, the riders never complain about, you're like, oh, this is a bad choice. Yeah. But yeah. you get a coveted jersey. It's just, there's a lot of history. It makes you go back and look. I think cycling is very steep in history. And that's part of its allure for me, is because it was before. You know, in America, they're like, why would you do that? Why would you race a bike for that many miles? You know. Oh, attempting. yeah. old it works. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, yeah, it's, I think it's great. And I don't think they should tamper with it. I like the idea. That it goes all over the place, over the different parts of the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you heard where it's going in 2025.
2: Rwanda.
1: Yeah, I did Ooh. hear about
2: that one. You yeah. want to know where it might be going in 2026, though? Hmm. Portland. Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Do you
1: really think that's going to happen? Do you think there's a solid chance that Portland could land something like
2: that? That's a city that's screaming for a race like mm-hmm. that. I think it could. I think it could happen, especially with the roads that they that they have. They could create a pretty insane course out there. See, I'm not
1: going to disagree. I just yeah, well,
2: huh. well, I tell you,
3: we I haven't t- had one for a long time.
1: What was, yeah, what was Richmond.
3: Good? Yeah, that wasn't too long ago. ago right? Oh, that yeah. was that was
1: fifteen. Sorry, yeah. But no
3: before that, it was like Colorado Springs.
1: Yeah, yeah. that was
3: uh, what a- ninety seven, six. I think six. Yeah, I think
1: Moreno, Argentina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, but you have to admit, to a certain extent, uh, you don't have to admit. I am just saying this because I admit um, that we have stage races that are three weeks long we have um we used to have much more intense of a world cup series where there was a a, an award given to a rider who earned points throughout the entire season yet doesn't necessarily get to wear any notification for that for the next year you would think that the world's best rider would be somebody who who was consistently the best not just on one day and who averaged out the season as the best cyclist of the year?
2: I think. Um, oh, I had it, but um, Wow, um, Van Erch should have won it. But yeah, yeah, seriously. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, there it is. Yeah. So I think that uh, I, this happens in every sport. You know, mm-hmm. soccer has the World Cup that crowns the w- world champion. They have the Euros. Football has the whatever the what's the last game it's leaving my mind for some reason the super bowl yeah like mlb has the I, that world one. series, yeah, the world yeah, series. Yeah. yeah so they have all the, like all these sports have these things but it's just like and it's technically it is one day decides it you know what i mean like obviously there's tournaments and leagues that get it but the best two teams come to meet and that one day decides the quote-unquote world mm-hmm. champion so but it, they
1: all there's but there's a uh sorry if i
2: cut you off Keep going. No, I, I do that too much. I was I was barely knowing the names of the final okay. games, anyways. No,
1: but but there's always a, a a method of attrition or qualification up until that point. It can, you guys can tell I'm playing devil's advocate. Here. Well, yeah, but uh, and yeah.
3: I'm gonna stab that. Okay, mm-hmm. because Good. that whole stab season, the, the whole season is based on UCI points, and teams are picked from their country based on how they perform that that sure. you know mm-hmm. through the year. Yeah. So that's okay. why U.S. only get only had what four, yep. Belgium had eight, nine, can't remember. Well, and you look they at had the had women's
1: eight race, eight, nine, and yeah. the Dutch had eight women in the yeah. race. It's like, how fucking fair is
3: that? Well, it still worked out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you ha- you can't complain if somebody no. wins uh, out of those yeah. odds. They're a world champion. Yeah. So okay now um so screw you (laughs) (laughs) the devil
1: loses the devil's advocate loses is flanders the best place in the world to hold a bike race just simply first starting out ran a question you're watching the crowds you're watching the event you're watching the topography of the course um i don't don't, i'm not even talking about road service you Mm -hmm. know where the cobbles are Mm -hmm. legendary and things like that but uh I I know what Paul's answer is going to be. yeah you, you watch the fans, you watch the <laughs> insanity of everything happening during before and after. Um I actually saw somebody I, I can't pre- I think it was Chris Sidwells who said um okay could we please um after mind you it's held in Scotland mm-hmm. could we please just have the world's in Flanders for yeah. the rest of eternity. Mm-hmm.
3: Is, it is yeah. Belgium is is the, you know, a mecca of cycling. I mean they live and breathe that is their sport. Um, and I think I heard a story about in Leuven, the, the mayor of Leuven wanted to have a a bike race in that town. This is like a couple of decades ago or maybe in a decade ago. And of course I'm just piecing it all together what I remember. And it went past this church and the priest did not want that. And there was a battle. (laughs) So he had it not go past the church, but he turned the speakers towards the church for the announcer. So the church was pelted with all. (laughs) 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 So, you know, there's the battle between church and cycling there in that country. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah, it it is. And I heard several other people say, God, this was what an experience you know, the Belgian people were drinking more beer than they've ever normally drink at a bike race. And people are hanging out windows. Um, My friends, Kevin and Dieter. Yeah. You showed me some photos. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were just like they were in heaven. They were just like this is what it's all about. Um, it, it is electric, and someday mm-hmm. we will be there, Ugh. and you guys will see. It is it's crazy.
2: Yeah, talk about a place like Paul. You mentioned steeped in history. God, mm-hmm. th- talk about a place that's steeped in cycling history, right yeah. there. It's just like it is probably the most culturally rich place for cycle for for a cycling race like this to happen, and. I mean, it, a, as the people showed with their with their with the crowds that came out, yeah. it is the best place mm-hmm. to have a race like this, especially one day. They they love it. And and I saw every single person who posted about it, Nielsen Palace, Alaphilippe, like even Remco was like, talk like this is the best crowd I've ever raced in front of, especially yeah. with the past two years, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it, it, it was a great place for it. Because,
3: you could hear – it was like a stadium when I was watching yeah, it. it. You could really. hear the crowd just like a stadium, like yeah. in Seahawks Stadium, you know. Just, oh, it, you know, it, it was amazing. So. And
1: and to the idea – I'm not a big fan of it usually, but the idea of having a circuit for for at least mm-hmm. the final Finishing. areas yeah. uh, to be able to do that, to to concentrate a crowd, I mean, it's it's what – You look at the mountain bike cross country. It's what has become. The sport has become. It's a loop because it's more spectator friendly. And, you know, look at this country, America, where we have, you know, criteriums being the most popular format of the sport. But you talk about cultures individually and most people, you know, the uninitiated to the sport would immediately think of cycling as a gigantic Italian culture sport. Or France. Or France. Of yeah, France. Yeah, because sort of yeah. France. Um you th- I I think about Italian and the Tifosi. I think about uh, I think about the Basque culture mm-hmm. and how, how insane they are about absolutely. all that kind of stuff. And then you think about the Flandrians, the the Belgians and, and, and how they all they all do differ mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. method of being absolutely lunatic about the sport. And it makes me jealous. I'm not gonna lie. It's not gonna lie. It I just oh. I wish we had anything close to that. Mm-hmm. I would love to see. I think Jackson what you're saying about Portland being a, a host for the World Championships. I think we're at the point now where where Portland would very likely be one of the most receptive cities in the United States yeah. to host something like that. Mm-hmm. It would it would be out of control.
3: And I think for crowds the closest we could get is is Tulsa Tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It it is literally insane. Mm-hmm. So
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean I I I raced one race in portland a cat four race in portland and the to see the crowds there was mm-hmm. like like there were around the entire circuit we raced there was a crowd at least really just on like people
1: a, on like a thursday or something exactly
2: mm-hmm. yeah we were just we were cat fours but people were there and if you can get 150 people at a cat four race on a God. thursday wednesday whatever the hell night it was yeah. imagine the world championships coming to a place like that i think I think you could get a pretty good crowd. I'll be there. Hell yeah. I know the places. I would too. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I would too. And I hope it's where where you and I rode. Yeah. Uh what's the uh, called? The park. Forest area. park. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's
2: a special place over there. Yeah. oh man, that would be really cool. Great
1: climbs. Um beautiful, beautiful terrain. Um, not what you would expect. Not, you know, the land of of bizarre people. Well, let's get to this. Um Current world championships. And and uh, let's start with the – we're going to stick to the women's and the men's elite events. And can I first of all say, in my personal opinion, the women's final 40K was some of the best racing I have seen in a long time, men or women. Uh, the constant attacking, the aggressiveness of that final forty—it was at least forty k, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Just bam, 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 bam. These the, they were not messing around. They were beating each other into submission, and I was so blown away with that entire uh, just the behavior of the riders in that in that mm-hmm. finale. Mm-hmm. I thought it was I thought it was a one of the best World Championships I've seen in a long time.
3: Well, I I agree. I think both the men and the women. I think that's a a, a reflection of that course. Mm-hmm. Um, short, punchy climbs. I mean, there's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, you can't sit in on that. And yeah. teams were trying to bust bust it up, and they were. I, I was surprised even at 40k how many women were still in that in the peloton. I was like, holy cow. Yeah. yeah. And and the attacks were coming. I thought, well, that'll split it, and then it just it didn't. People were hanging on, and they were. That was a tough, tough course for for them and you know it was I think there was some in my opinion some blunders on the on the Dutch women's side but it was yeah, their uh, race it, to lose can we yeah, admit it was their race to lose Yeah, and I've heard different things th- about them is like they didn't really have a leader and it looked like they were trying to set up Mariana Voss whether you know this is mm-hmm. their last hurrah type for Worlds I don't know um, but you know when when Ellen White Dyke was uh, off the front and and Van Goolten was chasing it down. I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah, and yeah, you know. But nevertheless, whether they stuffed that, what their intentions were, the Belgian men did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But that might be a reflection of no radios.
0: I was. Uh...
1: Are they that dependent upon that technology that that completely alters the a- the aspect of the race that much?
3: Well, if you race, if you coming race from all somebody the time, who,
1: who always races without race yeah. radios, you know, and I don't know what the shit's going well, on. I, I make stuff up as I go,
3: uh, and I'll I'll just touch that real quickly, and then Jackson can take over. Yeah. But um, if you look, the the guy that won, he in the men's okay, Philippe dropped back to his car and had a long chat. With Tommy Voelker, yeah, yep, with the Miley and, Cyrus and I heard of Tommy, cycling, Tommy Voelker say, "What you need to do is start pulling some more faces. You're not making enough. Faces. <laughs> you got to throw your water bottle on the ground. Yeah. No, but I mean, you know, he was in con- constant contact. Um, and the French race, a brilliant race, they they divided and conquered between the Italians and the Belgians, yeah. and so. Yeah. But I think they, if you race with radios, and now you're not." And then you're in the world it championships. Becomes, it's not your team that you normally train with, so you don't have that natural. Hey, you know, yeah. you have to verbally contact instead of knowing, you know, like Jackson, he, he, he's going to follow me at the base of the hill. He knows yeah. that yeah. we're going to lead him up or whatever. So, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know Tish Benute, so I don't know what Tish is going to do per se. So that might fuck up my mm-hmm. my my day. I, a they bit
3: probably more. had original plan, but then that gets altered when. The wrong yeah. people go up front, then yeah. it's like, well.
1: Yeah.
2: Anyway. I will say this, and especially with, like, the heavy attacking near the end, I think I, that's what I really appreciate mm-hmm. about, like, a one-day race is the fact that, I mean, everything's on the line right there. Like, I, I do love uh, a Grand Tour here and there, but I I, I think after a little while, you just – you eventually kind of see the same thing Mm -hmm. you know you can kind of like predict what's going to happen after a little while especially now with the young stars we're seeing coming out but with a one-day race you you, usually you don't know what's going to happen and at kind of near the end especially without a race radio tactics kind of go out the window it's just like you're racing for what you think's going to stick Um, and it makes exciting racing you know Um, in the women's with everybody like constantly attacking yeah um Van Vluten has to ch- think she needs to chase down her own teammate it's just all all of that stuff they probably thought in the moment was a great idea but it just obviously it didn't work out and then we see with you know Philippe he just pop pop he just wouldn't stop oh man and it was like whether that was like the the idea or the plan like it kind of feels like tactics were out the window and he was just going to hit whatever he could so it's just it's so much more exciting to me and it gets me excited.
1: So Elisa Balsamo, Mariana Voss, uh, Katarina, Niuyadoma. I keep she's one of my yeah. names that I still Cassia have to watch. She, she just goes by Cassie, I think. Cassie, okay. Yeah. Um uh A a an amazing finale. Um I, I personally thought uh Elisa Longo started out the sprint thinking and then she went, uh oh, I went too early. And I thought there was almost a mistake there that all that actually turned into um, a, a blessing, where Elisa was—you saw a shake of the head. She was going like, "I can't. It's too early. I can't do this yet." Um, and and it turned into this almost moment of confusion. But uh, Borgini was the perfect—need I say—unintentional lead out. It, it it seemed like that to mm-hmm. me. I don't know what you guys mm-hmm. saw in the in the in the finale there, but and then it just turned out that I mean it was a perfect it was a, it was a perfect mistake. I, I I don't know if, if I'm making sense, but it, I was just watching that mindly because I was you know rooting for Borghini because I picked her and I've been mm-hmm. rooting for her for years. Um, but I, I was she's gonna get it, she's gonna oh shit, it's too early, it's too early. Oh, is she leading on her teammate? No, her teammate doesn't want to lead out. Holy shit, she's leading on her teammate, she want Yeah <laughs> You know, it just mm-hmm. it, it was a it was an amazing finale there. And was it the Dutch's mistake? The Dutch's yeah. the Dutch mistake, or was it the
3: It it could be because I mean the Dutch were very active, you know, one after another were attacking, but they didn't have a lead out for for Voss at all. Yeah. They were all burnt out, so Voss was on her own. Yeah. Um, the Italians still had, you know, well, I think three towards the end and yeah. then, you know, the last two. So, yeah, I, I you know, you got to question it, but they had the numbers at eight, you know, um, it's easy to sit back oh, and yeah. look at it. yeah. Armchair. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah. And we're
1: uh, saying without race radio, I mean, the brain... Uh, an exhausted athlete does not think clearly. Yeah. I mean, none of us do. You know, I, yeah. I was the one who said, "Oh, we'll, we'll just keep going in the headwind on Sunday." And my my, a uh, logical person would have said, "Fuck this! I'm going to take up golf."
2: Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I, and you should have. Uh, so, deserving world champion, uh, in your opinion, um, was uh, was Elisa uh, Balsamo the, yeah. the world yeah. champion? Does she deserve to be classified as the best bike rider for? 2022. Yep. And wear the colors appropriately. You she think? won it. At, yeah. at
3: least for that race that day. Okay. And that's what cycling's all about. All right. Is that day.
1: Men's race. Julian Alaphilippe, Dylan Van Barle, and Michael Volgren. So I picked apparently the wrong EF uh, rider when <laughs> I, did. I was picking. Uh, did uh, to quote uh, some of the uh, European um, sensibilities and, and style of speech and not to intentionally swear, but did Belgium cock this up?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I thought I think so, especially um we see that they had such a strong team. Uh they had um uh, Remco who was shit really pushing it hard the whole day long and for a little while there it kind of seemed like he didn't care about the team's tactics whatsoever. Which I think is a very interesting conversation because it seemed like he kind of wanted the win a little bit, but after a little while he reined it in and started to become that domestique role. Um, and they just had such a deep team to a point where it, you kind of, I don't know, you kind of question it. But I will say, I knew the whole time that it wouldn't happen for Wout. I just, you did, yep. Th- I think there's. There's t- it, it was too obvious. It was that that's how it was last year. Everybody's like, "Wow, it's gonna win." That's what's gonna happen, and it just didn't happen because everybody,
3: like, marked him. Yeah, everybody mm-hmm. marked
2: him, and I think there was there was too much pressure on it, and I think that they did the work again. They it happened it happened in the Olympics. They did all the work. Van Avermaet took so much time at the front. Remco so much time at the front, and the team was gone. It was Remco and Stoyven and. Wout and we knew that one of those three was the the one, you know, yeah. Wout was the one, but it didn't work out, and I thought the French let them do that perfectly.
1: In that mentality, you can also say, however, that uh, the attrition rate was absolutely through the yeah. roof, and that was because of the Belgians' efforts. Mm-hmm. So they destroyed a
3: lot of favorites, which would work in Wout's favor. Yeah, yeah. so you might take on it is. As- I you know I I can see why they had Remco up you know in the break cuz mm-hmm. the next team to watch was the Italians. Yeah. The French to be honest with you, Ala Philippe has not had a, a a banner year and you know in, in his last performance he was kind of lackluster. So, you know, you you can't not, you know, you can't just say no, he's not going to do it. You got to keep your finger on the pulse with that guy if you you know, that's your team, but um I think what happened was, I mean, they they have the numbers, so they're expected to control the race. The Belgians are always, con- you know, the, the team with the highest number or in the breakaway is your your obligation to control the pace or put in the effort. Yeah. So they filled that duty. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think the French had a, you know, t- take advantage of that. They know that's mm-hmm. what they're going to have to do. That's what they have been doing. But when Remco was in that break and he got – when they got, came back, you know, by that time, um, DeClerc had been ejected out. He'd been on the front for 150 oh kilometers. My God, yeah. And <clears throat> so then all of a sudden, Remco's in the front. And I'm with and going, what the heck's going on? I mean, Remco is the backup. Mm-hmm. Steuven was there, and he had Wout. And apparently what happened is Wout knew his legs after a couple of attacks on without Philippe. He didn't have it. And so he told Steuven... This is what I've heard that, Boom. dude, you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Paul you came in go. here and
1: played us, only a human little, by the human He league. was only human.
3: And that was his, <laughs> at the end of it, he was uh, both Stoyven and, um, and Wout nope. were, you know, they were totally dejected. Mm-hmm. And Wout just said, I did, just didn't have the legs. I'm only human. Yeah. Flesh and blood. I'm man. I'm man. <laughs> Born to make mistakes. Oh, <laughs> I'm just a man.
1: <laughs> Jackson's like, God uh, damn it! Your music was terrible. Yeah. but um, I
3: he's. I'd like to add something. There was yeah. There was a big boxing match, and I know this. I'm going to pertain it to cycling, <laughs> and it's a heavyweight match. Bring it around, and and it's Joshua, uh, Anthony Joshua, and uh, uh, Alexander Usyk, who's from the Ukraine. And uh, the Ukrainian Usyk is a boxer. He is strategic. He is everything he does is calculated. And and Joshua is a brute of a man. He's like an Adonis. This guy's, and everybody's like one hit, and Usyk's twenty pounds less. And he came up another weight division. He came up to heavyweight, and a lot of people didn't give him a chance. But what Usyk did. And this is what I think the French did, and that's why I'm bringing it back. When it comes to strategy and, and when it comes to attacks and stuff like that, and I associate wrestling, and Scooter would verify this too, wrestling, cycling, and boxing, You there's a con- constant. You're filling out where you're at, what these people are doing, how they're reacting. So you, you fake, you punch, you know, you're sticking yeah. at and. You move one way and see how they're reacting. You notice, you constantly on notice. And the French were. And the, and if you look, I think it was after the second of the four attacks is when Ella Philippe went back to the car, and they had made a plan, and that's what he was going to do. He's like, hey, you know, I'm assuming, but these guys are, are on their knees. I'm going to hit it hard on this lap. Boom, boom, boom. And yeah. he did. All those attacks weren't with the intention to go away solo because it was too far away it was to test it was a faint. it was a fake just He's to like destroy to see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Yeah. so mm.
1: uh, talk about the I, I, I think I said before we went on the air the amount of matches that guy had uh, still left at that point in the race were just unbelievable <laughs> those launches were just and then I do remember seeing early in the race and, and the commentator spoke about it That you know he was he, Alaphilippe was sitting on the back tail end of, of those groups just mm-hmm. kind of hanging out yeah
2: free ride yeah I I said this to my girlfriend that we we watched the final race and she predicted Alaphilippe that would win. She did. So I'll give the, I'll give her that credit. Oh, yeah. Just make sure oh, she's she not she a part of our little yeah group yeah group because yeah. Yeah. we don't want her <laughs> kicking her ass. Um, but I I said to her, Alaphilippe touched his nose, touched the wind maybe twice. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. before yeah. those attacks, but it was just like 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 the guy he is. He was just ex he exploded out of those groups. It yeah. was crazy. I like last year in Imola was one of those years that it was like, Oh my God. Like he's still in the big ring on a like 14% yeah. climb. Yeah. And it was another one of those years where he just like, he was, it, it seemed like he was in like the strongest group that could have amassed in that area. And it seemed like he was racing a bunch of juniors with how hard he hit it. It was crazy. I'd never seen, like I hadn't seen him race like that in a year mm-hmm. I guess at this point so I do want to give credit uh to
1: Nelson Palace and mm-hmm. uh and the fact that none of us mentioned him in the in the pre-race show because the guy I mean after San Sebastian you would have thought that you know he would he would deserve some mention on the uh fought to the very bitter bitter end, and I thought that guy had an amazing race so so there we go uh Philippe uh deserving world champion, I guess that's a kind of a dumb question absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. more I, so
3: than the year previous, you think so mm-hmm. yeah
1: uh so let's look ahead, you guys a little lesser known event um is happening this weekend, I don't know if you guys know about
3: this one oh, what is it it's hmm.
1: it's called paris Rubax. <laughs> <laughs> uh and, and um <laughs> Uh, From what I understand, Paul, it's basically your Christmas.
3: It is. Yeah. It is a a holiday. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Coverage starts at 2 a.m., people. Does it? I am setting my alarm.
1: And where did you finally find out where that courage, that courage, coverage is happening?
3: Uh, I kept going NBC coverage. I kept Googling everything because their Peacock app absolutely sucks. And I don't know if you try and look. So bad. Yeah. Yeah. For. uh, well, you can find out like motocross or MMA fighting months ahead, but oh, yeah. the cycling calendar is nothing. So you can find out
1: who's in the Super Bowl next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> That's exactly. So yeah, I found it. So uh, I think the women's races, I think coverage is the same time on Saturday too. So it is. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm gonna. I, I guess I'm gonna jump to this question then because this is supposed to come later in the podcast, but uh, you're gonna watch live.
3: Yeah. At Absolutely. 2 a.m. Yeah, i probably set my alarm if I'm a little sleepy. They won't hit the cobbles <laughs> until about like, like 4 or 4.30. But, okay. But, you know, I might half-eye it, you know, go downstairs you go. and, you know, keep following Would stuff. you ever consider... Going there? Yeah, I've been there well, twice. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow, 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 uh, what? That's right. Mm-hmm.
1: What? Wow. Uh, would you ever consider turning off your phone? And waiting until time. Now, uh, tell me the classics aren't better with beer than they are with coffee.
3: On Perry Roubaix, I get just excited watching the the 10th time as it did the first time. Okay,
2: yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I was was wondering. Because I think it'd be kind of fun
1: to
3: just force yourself to just hold out.
1: There's no way. Not listen to a damn thing. Come, go to a specific place, sit down, Barkle Lounge or whatever you want. Uh You know, just just go, okay, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm watching Perry Bay and I'm going to I'm going to get hammered. No, I mean I'm gonna, I'm going gonna, gonna, to you know I'm going to I'm going to treat this like my Super Bowl that it is. You know? No. You're nope. just like I got to nope. watch it live.
3: And I can I can WhatsApp my my buddies cuz they'll be in or she. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay.
3: They'll probably send me pictures and Oh, so and yeah, I'll send you, him pictures. Gonna, your social media is going
1: to be exploding. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Jackson, it is it now in essence you refer to this as your first real paris Bay. Mm-hmm. why is that
2: um, well this is the 1st Perry Bay i I've cared about because um, before that it was all soccer 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 now it's not at all anymore yeah. um, so this is the first one that I'm really going to know what's going on know how things are raced and know the people um, so yeah I, I, this will be my first one that I've cared about and the first one that I will watch all the way through do you guys think that this is an event that and I, I know
1: this is going to sound dumb but just listen to me here that this is an event that all bike riders in essence well maybe not trackies could get behind
0: it has gravel ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30 percent off The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select Lab-Grown Diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite
3: Pretty much in the in
1: a sense yeah, of the form, no. it requires massive technical skills and bike handling skills, Absolutely. like mountain biking would, um, and cyclocross would, mm-hmm. and it's done on road bikes. The trackies could get involved because the bars are shaped the same. But <laughs> but yeah. but is this the holy grail of bike races? Could it be the one to
2: to join all the 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 clans? <laughs> I think you're definitely onto something there. I think it <laughs> it it does that cross-discipline type of, um, it it is that cross-discipline type of event where usually the riders with the better bike handling skills are going to be the better ones. That's why I'm surprised that a rider like Al Philippe isn't on this start list right now. Um, but that's another another topic altogether. Um, but yeah, I th- I think it's an exciting one that will draw a lot of different crowds. Yeah, Paul, you've been there a mm-hmm. couple of times
1: I, 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 have i told that. you what a thought yeah what yeah um give us some perspective about um you know i don't I don't want to throw too much at you, but The atmosphere, the course, the party, how you watch and how you get to and why you choose specific areas when you go, you know, for those of us who are going to sit down really groggy eyed at four o'clock in the morning on Sunday morning or Saturday morning to watch women. um, What is it? What what makes it what, you know, try to paint us a picture if you can.
3: Yeah, I think part of it because it's the second oldest bike race on the calendar, uh, LBL is uh, Liège-Bastogne, Liège mm-hmm. is yeah. the oldest and I think the the gnar- gnarliness of the terrain, there's not hills but there's cobbles old farm country and I think that connection to like the history of the riders being from the mining like, uh, well where the Ironbred Forest is you can see the old mines and the towers and everything there, so there's it's it's the people's race. This is what Dieter said, to my friend from uh, um, Belgium. He said this is the people's race. He goes, everybody comes around. It's all rich and poor, and mm-hmm. and everybody can, uh, you know, appreciate the hard effort that goes through, um, you know, what they're going through. And he says he liked it better than his beloved Ronde van Flanders. Yeah, and he goes, it's not it's not glamorous. There isn't VIP tents, and there isn't people trying to. It is just the people's race. So um, it was the race that got me into bicycle racing when I watched it in 1984 when Sean Kelly won. Great On race. CBS. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, a hook from that point on is just, you know, it, it it's uh, people who like endurance and attrition. That's a race of that. People who like that grittiness. It, well, that would fit in that with that gravel crowd, right? Yeah. I mean, it's 250 kilometers, about 180 miles. And they're going extremely fast. Um, the bikes, you know, they alter slightly, uh, not much. Uh, wider tires, more pads on, you know, double wrap the handlebars. Which is approaching some gravel technology. Yeah.
1: You know, the, the tire technology and things like that. Yeah. yeah.
3: So, you know, all that, you know, the machines break down. Um, you know, they, they've broken There's You can, if you just YouTube, like, Perry roubaix you can go through the history, and you just look at some of these guys. I, I can't believe they raced without helmets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's some gnarly, gnarly crashes, too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it. so when you're in the crowd, and, and the last time I was there in 18, I had a recording, and you actually sampled it a little bit. I did, yeah. On one of your shows. And <clears throat> you could hear the you know, the people. When I was in Orchee, I just stumbled across it. So the first year I was there in 2013, uh, Fabian Control R one. He beat Seth Van Mark, damn it. But anyway <laughs> uh, But it, anyway, it was just my intentions were to go to the Arnberg Forest and then rally and drive back to the Cafor de la Abra, which is the two like big sections of the far five star nasty things. And we kind of got lost and we saw I saw a helicopter and the groups of people and I pulled over to the side of the road and I'm trying to figure out where we're at. And Dave says, well, I'm going to go talk to some people. And he comes back and he's, hey, this is Orshi, which is a sector that it has a gravesite in there. They call it the Road of Prayers. It, the sector splits up in two. So there's one they, they called the Road of Prayers. And then I can't remember what the second section is. So it's like, well, hell, we'll just stay here. And yeah. that's where we went back the next year. Really? And, uh, yeah, in 2018. And that's where we met Dieter and those guys, and they really showed us. And they, I mean, they've been there at that point ten years. I mean, since uh, 2008, these five guys just go there. Their wife, wives drive them, and they just get drunk and belligerent <laughs> and love every minute of it. And where she has a big screen in the back, they have a, like the local people. It's a kind of a where they raise pigs. And they have a big screen where the cycling group of that, you know, cycling team, club, puts on. And they sell sandwiches, beer, believe it or not, <laughs> wine, you know, dessert. And you just watch on the big screen. When it starts coming, people just pour out of the tent and oh, just man. go ape shit. Yeah. And then everybody's back in the tent to watch the finish. And it's electrifying. It's just great.
1: Um, what do you thought? What are your, you know, and I and Jax, I'll open this up to you too, Um, in terms of the the schedule change uh, an october race is going to change the event we are looking at weather reports and it's looking like it's going to be wet it and shit be wet. it's going to be wet and and we saw you sent us some some footage from um uh, what's his name from Minios, um polish guy um uh, Mikhail Kwiatkowski, thank yeah. you. Um, riding some sections, and they looked like he was riding through a, a, a grass field. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know you told us they're going to trim that that kind of those mm-hmm. sections down, but add the wet to the fact that yes, you're going to trim down, but you're still going to have healthy healthier soil than you would <laughs> in in April. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, what are your thoughts on on an October start?
3: Well, sorry to to, to interrupt
1: one more time, Mm -hmm. but also add into the fact that it is the end of the season. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of riders who prepare for their spring classic season and then they take time to recover. Uh, You don't have the same kind of situation with a lot of riders. You have some riders who are flying right now who would not normally be flying in April um is this going to open up the entire pandora's box of potential riders who could take something like this or are that I mean do do we have specific classics riders who, who we might have seen who have saved themselves for this type of an event sorry i had to throw that out there
2: yeah i think um weather conditions is going to create an event for someone who's willing to uh Grit their teeth and be able to work through it, and I think it's it's not going to be for the faint of heart. I think there are going to be a lot of, especially I think a lot of the lighter riders will have a difficult time because of the like the warmth yeah. factor. Honestly, mm-hmm. like I think that'll be a really big a, a big difficulty. But I also think that um, there is one particular, or I guess two particular riders in this that should be flying because they have another season to go. Yeah. And that's where
3: I'll leave it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I uh, know I agree with you on that, Jay.
3: Yeah. Well, the last like nasty sloppy, Perry Roubaix, I, I believe it was two thousand two, George Hincapie, And and <clears throat> that's one uh Tom Boone got he was the first one as a professional, and he ended up getting third, I believe. But he was trying to, you know, guide um Hincapie to the finish. So but um we used to see in the early days, I mean, it would be almost, it seemed like every other year with a little bit of rain. Yeah. But we have it. And now in April in that region, April is the driest month. The the wettest month is October. So. Shit. <laughs> my <laughs> thoughts, when I saw the weather report yesterday, I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I text this uh, mountain. I said, this is going to be a slop fest. Yeah. And, and a lot of guys, there's a lot of guys, in this, well, almost the majority of the guys In the Peloton, have never raced a wet Roubaix because the last one is 2002. Yeah, yeah. So, and I said, and the women, they're going to be baptized with fire. They're going to get the worst conditions that Perry Roubaix can throw at them. And and you wonder what the attrition rate is going to be on both of those. You know, it's going to be very low. Yeah. So, in front of
1: you guys, you have start lists. Mm -hmm. I gave you guys this before we went live. Um, (laughs) <laughs> uh, let's talk about you know some standouts i i do want to I, I do believe in chivalry so the women should go first and um my my question is especially after you mentioned that paul is because we don't know necessarily of uh what riders are potentially classic specialists let alone wet muddy cobbled classic specialists um at, at least i don't um i i can't speak for everybody else on the on the panel but uh is it, are we going to have to just guess on this or what you know I, I i you know i see some similar names i see some names that we know um but but how is this cha- dynamic going to change especially because luck is going to play so much into it
2: i think on both ends uh it's going to be difficult to predict uh i think for the women, you're gonna be looking at a lot more of those. Like, I think it's going to be even more of a select group because there. I I find that in both men and women, there is like an elite group, and then there's a group just below it. And I think that the elite group out of the women will really be shown in this one. So yeah. I think like d- if you don't mind me going into it, um, no, please I, do. Yeah, I think writers like like from last weekend, Cassia Niwa You know, yeah, like the um. Elisa Longo Borghini's. Those type of names are gonna be really shown right at the end rather than kinda of seeing some like like maybe maybe even an Elisa Balsamo might not be at the end because she might not be in that elite upper echelon that we usually are seeing in those type of races
1: wow i'm i'm just i'm looking at my list and I'm trying to you know some names pop into my head i I don't know why but Lizzie Dignan, for some reason I feel could be could have a great day yeah. um Trek segafredo has got a really deep squad um I think they you know do I say componentry wise they've got their shit together to a certain extent you know um you know that's i guess if that's the writer I was gonna pick that's the writer I am gonna pick
3: I don't know what do you guys think. Well, I'll go with my picks, and I'll explain why. Do it, I'm yeah. going with uh, Van Dyke. Um, she's very strong. She's so I, strong. the cobbles, you need power. Yeah. And that's, you, you bounce over, you slow, that's where lighter people have problems, because you hit, you have to punch through these these cobbles. So I picked her. I went with Voss with the cross background. And she's going to be And best. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She's yeah. she's obviously informed, just coming in, you know, dealing with that, it's just kind of miscalculated. Yeah. And uh, Pasamo. i'm just gonna use her because she's world champion and i think she's feeling good and high Mm -hmm. so those are my three picks but um
1: yeah i I don't have any problem with those at all i think those are those are strong picks uh jackson
2: yeah um so my first one is um gonna be chantel Vandenbroek black uh she won if i correct me if i'm wrong i'm pretty sure she won one of the classics earlier in the year. and so I think that she, as long as uh, Anna de Bregan, who recently retired, I think she is going to be going into this as kind of a last hurrah type of moment. And yeah. how better to make your last hurrah Perry mm. Roubaix, the first ever female edition. So yeah. I think that would be a pretty cool mm-hmm. win. And I think that sh- she'll try and go for it. Um, I'll also go with um, Elisa Longoborghini. I don't think there's any reason to go against that. Um, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I forget which... Uh, <laughs> I forget which race she won, but it was like a solo victory from so far out, and I think she's one of those powerful riders, as Paul was mentioning yeah, before. Yeah. And then she really impressed me last weekend. I think Cassia Iwiadoma is going to be looking at that third place at Worlds and going, I could probably win here in Roubaix. So, yeah, uh, stage. Yeah, yeah, so I, I would love for one of those three to take the win.
1: I'm going with Trek Segafredo.
3: The whole, anybody all from three? that team? No,
1: because I've I'm, I, Lizzie Dignan, uh, Lisa longaborghino and Ellen Van Dyke are all on the on Trek Segafredo. So I, I'm going to pick a Trek Segafredo. One of those three riders idea. is going to cross the line first.
3: So. One of the things I battled with is to the closest thing that women have been racing on is, is uh, Strada Bianca and those yeah. who finished well. And Van Vluten, we have not Anna picked. Anna Meek
1: we did yeah. not pick. And I think she's so, got some r- fire but, in her belly, too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the only
3: thing is, is to me, she's tiny. That was my hesitation on mm-hmm. that. But if anybody can battle that and power through, it would be her. Yeah. So I might be eating some crow.
2: <laughs> God, because I'm thinking of 2020 when she just. It was no competition. She, yeah, she cut off like two minutes. Mm-hmm. So it could happen again. Yeah.
1: All right. Let's shift gears. Let's go to the man. I'm. I, I'm do you dare stray away from riders who are ramping up for cyclocross? Tom Pidcock is not at the start line of this race.
2: One of the names I'm surprised because I yeah. think he is one of those great worlds. Yeah. He just missed the break, so to speak. I will say, I think Ineos Grenadiers has a pretty weird squad for this. Very weird. If they want to win, they brought the, in my opinion, I think they brought the wrong team. Should I give my picks first? Yeah, okay. Yeah,
1: you got the, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> um, so I think, first of all, um, I think it goes without saying that I think that Walt Venert should be, I think that there is a strong, strong possibility that he could win this one. He is the strongest of the mud riders when it comes to be, when it comes to cyclocross, and we mentioned mm-hmm. we mentioned earlier how wet it will be, and he has that bike handling skills for a slippery type of race, yeah. and so I'm really interested to see how he can handle that because his b- practically biggest enemy, uh, Matthew Vanderpool, who I am not picking is all power. He's, he's very smart. He's a very smart racer, but I think he's all power. And I think that will come to bite him in the bite him in the butt this weekend. Um, I'll also pick Jasper Stoyven. I think he had too good of a weekend to look, to look past him. Um, and with him winning Milan San Remo, I think he can really take a one day race. And my last rider will is predictable. Um, However, I think that there is a reason why he was not in the front I think there's a reason why he wasn't in the front group last weekend and hear me out. So I, I think
1: Oh my boy. I think this Still man Still dreaming.
2: But I think this man held back this week because this is his last race with Bora Hansgroa, if you think about it. So he will not be in these colors at all for the next for the next year. And so I think he wants to do another I think he wants to get another Perry Roubaix and I think he was saving for it, so I'm gonna pick Peter Sagan as my last as my last writer. You're such a great fan. I got You're a weird genuine feeling about man. It. Yeah.
1: I like it. Died in the wool over here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, I that's, think he's a special writer, so
2: that's so precious. Hey, he's I was surprised to see him where he was at the nah. world, so I think he could. Yeah, do something. I was too.
1: I'm I'm never going to root against Peter because I I love the guy. I love what he's done for the sport. Um, I hope mm-hmm. that he has a complete reset button hidden somewhere, and next year just lights it up. Yeah, I just think this has been a shit year for him.
2: I will say though, one of the I th- I think he's the top in within the top three bike handlers of this entire peloton that is. On this start list yeah. right now, so no I think way that'll have. S- with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that'll have something to do with, with how okay. he rides. Yeah, Paul, talk to me.
3: All right, I too agree with Wout. Uh, his there was one year. Uh, what was it? 2019 was the last year that they had it. So, mm-hmm. um, he in the Arnhem Forest, he had a mechanical. Grabbed somebody else's bike, got a bike change, crashed, kept bridging up. Yeah. Um, something else happened. He he hit the wall and still finished, like, eighth place. I mean, the times that he rallied to bring back, I mean, huge gaps in the attacks, and he bridged up. Guys were going full gas. The guy's talent. Um, I'm sure his disappointment has something to do with it. His only drawback, I would say, is maybe he's tapering off, just not by choice, but the body, like you said, when it says, I'm done. I mean, he's had a stellar year, and you can't go full gas the whole time. That would be the only negative. And then my equal to his Peter Sagan when it comes to this race, <laughs> I know Sep and Marka. Yep. <laughs> you're, you're still oh, yeah. holding oh, on. Yeah. Oh yeah, because he is marked this marked this race. So anyway, I don't have to go any further. You just going to do it. You got two right. No, I got another one. Oh okay, okay. A, no, and no. Peter Sagan's um, teammate, Niels Pollitt, who had a great. Uh, yeah. He did it very well at Worlds. Yeah. He's been coming on, and he got second um, with against. Uh, um jill bear in 2019 so i mean he has got the capability and he's a tt guy mm. power so yep
1: okay i'm just going off a of feel i'm not picking it because of the jerseys i'm not like oh i like their colors so i'm gonna <laughs> pick them but uh but i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna cancel all three of us out and i'm gonna pick Wild for one of my picks because I have to. Um, I'm not... I, too, am not going to pick Matthew Vanderpool because I think it's an easy pick. I think Matthew Vanderpoel is flying and he could very well be one of the riders to finish in the top, or at least the podium. He's one of those guys. Mm-hmm. He's just... He's a, you can never count him out. Yeah, no. I, I, in fact, he will probably win, but I'm not going to pick him. I am picking uh, Michael Kwiatkowski because I, I just... I think he's a jack of all trades. I think he's, uh, he's constantly in there and I... I I just, I think this is one of his, his bucket list kind of things. And he, I think he wants to take it and I I don't know why, but Matteo Trentin is sticking out mm-hmm. for me. I think, I think he's always consistent and he was there in the world. So it's just, he, there was some, I don't know what his personal issues, but there were some things that, that, that did that. So, um, I have my three. I think I'm going to probably curse all three of those writers, but hopefully we'll see what happens there. Um, anything to 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 finalize our perry roubaix preparation gentlemen anything you want to say on the way out paul anything that somebody should look for in particular
3: yeah look for it's called saint bernardus number 12 <laughs> <laughs> um no i i think i think we're going to see i we said it's difficult with the women but with the conditions with the rain coming oh. in and it's going to start raining i believe on wednesday thursday kind of on and off Oh god friday saturday and sunday so the mud just comes oozing between the cobbles and so there's going to be lots of crashes lots of flats lots of mechanicals it'll be uh you know it'll be what cars up front yeah Uh, there's a lot there's going to be a lot of guys chasing and a lot attrition is going to be a huge huge factor Especially,
1: so, again, this late in the season. Yeah. All of our picks could be completely for nothing. An and
3: it's hard to do team tactics when yeah. it comes to that, you know, because everything goes out the window. You're working for one guy, and he's like, you know, what yeah. are you going to hold back? Of course, you have radio saying, you know, he's still getting a bike change or um, many, many guys. And I'm thinking of my poor Seth Ben Mark in 2019. He was in that winning break, and his uh, mechanical went into default mode, and he was stuck in a 11-tooth in the back. And he couldn't get a bike change, so yeah, he was screwed. And that's the type of stuff that happens. I mean, you're there, and yeah, crap. Mm-hmm. Oh so. man,
1: I can't wait. I, I yeah. honestly, it's just been this the the entire season has been something yeah. every day, and I've I, I've been, I've loved watching bike racing this year. I just hope Peacock doesn't peacock it up. Um, <laughs> So uh in other news um because we, you know I guess in other news I'm I'm spreading this out into the into uh our topic of the show with only a little bit of time left um i do want to say another new sponsor by our friends at wahoo fitness you guys uh get to the pack filler link to purchase all your training geek and information you could ever hope for but it was announced today speaking of wahoo that the Sufferfest fest is no longer the Sufferfest. fest it's uh it, it is make way for upgrades it is now system and in the classic uh format of wahoo they take out the vowels so s-y-s-t-m um new app goes above and beyond 250 cycling based workouts over 250 workouts 120 running workouts so 80 (laughs) swimming workouts jack's interested in that yeah 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 uh strength training uh, mental training and yoga workouts tailored to the needs of endurance athletes. And this isn't a commercial. Uh, this is actually part of the topic I want to take you guys along. Um personally, you know, I've been a fa- I've been a fan since since day 1. Um I met David McQuillan back in the days when I was just starting out the podcast and I I just found some guy who's creating videos on YouTube. And uh he I think he ran into problems with like footage and 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 legal issues and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I st- I wish I still had that iPod around with those first videos on. Because um, uh, yeah, you don't have enough stuff. No, exactly. Oh, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but but we've got to the point where they, you know he's got workouts tailored to this 4DP program. You can choose from multiple training programs. You can even add ones created specifically for your goals, or, or what you want to do. You, can, you have coaches on hand. All... Hands-on, in a certain essence, be it be it directly or indirectly, by by Neil Henderson, who's coached some of the greatest greatest riders in the pro peloton right now um pro footage workouts documentaries by the way i know paul you would love to be able to just ride to a documentary mm-hmm. with a pre-arranged workout uh dream rides where you ride with a pro for a week such as ian boswell and you you do a training program with him for a week you, you have a specific video and some rides where where you actually just follow the 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 the, they, the video of the road and when the road goes up you go up and things like that um specific workouts with gcm presenters all this kind of stuff and um and i you know why this is not an advertisement you know the, the suffer fest oh, sorry you know wahoo yeah wahoo does advertise with us but uh but this this training app you know i'm not gonna get I, we're not gonna make any money off of this but um so I I do want to talk to you guys just short about Paul. I know you hate riding racing cartoons. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Jackson. I know that somebody who wants to advance into next year and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you can't do this off of just feel. And today I need to go out for a bike ride. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Are you considering a training program for 2022? Paul is this something you could see yourself maybe just kind of going okay nobody's looking <laughs> you know maybe I'll do this one or something like that I mean uh, is this a platform that you guys could get behind and you don't have to Wahoo's on our on our on our homepage I don't care I would rather you guys be honest about what your thoughts of the app are and what your thoughts of how it applies to a to a cyclist over winter months and beyond
2: yeah i th- I think it's a great i think it's wh- wh- what i think it's really good for is um the type of writer who is at the amateur level or wanting to get to the highest level of that amateur level um i think it's it's really good because it gives what a pro level training program would feel like at at a regular human being level you know what mm-hmm. i mean um so I think that's really valuable. Um, I have difficulties because I have a tough time staying hard with like a schedule like that just because, you know, life gets in the way every once in a while. Um, but I, I think it's really good that it can tailor workouts, um, for the goals that you want to reach. And if you Mm -hmm. are that type of dedicated person that would be willing to do all of these things just to get to where you you want to be i think that's a really cool thing because like i said it gives you that that opportunity to train like a pro which i think Mm -hmm. is a is really cool um but yeah like i said i think it's it's difficult because i life gets in the way sometimes you come home from work and some four-year-old was just screaming all day you know like (laughs) there's possibilities you know or a 44 year old exactly (laughs) all the all of the age ages but it's just like um Sometimes I don't want to ride every day. So I think I will have like I, I'm definitely going to have a weight program mm-hmm. this uh f- winter because I think I love the weight that I'm at. But what I'd love to do is I'd love to strengthen that weight because I think there is some there there's definitely room to grow with where I am. Um, and so I think that's what I'm going to really focus on. I just maintaining fitness, but creating strength out of that.
1: I will speak from personal experience and
2: again, not an advertisement Um,
1: because of the weight training programs and you know, they do mental training, which I didn't think I needed. And then I just did it for the fact of fact of, okay, I probably should know about what this app and what it does and all these types of things. Um, I think the, the most busy of their training programs requires like an eight hour a week commitment. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can tailor it to whatever days you want. So you know, that, I, I, and and if you start a program on a Monday, your biggest time requirements are on Saturdays and Sundays. They plan it out that way for you if you start it that way. So you know, and and I didn't follow it to the letter of the law, but you know, I'm just it's it's an interesting format, mm-hmm. Paul. You, you know, initial, initial thoughts.
3: Yeah, I, you know, um, when I. Read about it, in fact, I didn't know you were going to talk about it on the show, yeah. I mean, I thought you know what i'm I'm definitely going I've got my old style of stuff, mm-hmm. but the things that as you get older you're you just start like not flexible, <laughs> just start picking up these bad habits and 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 yoga I've always believed in uh, for me i I had to go to YouTube, I had like this one yogi that I followed, and then I had to go like every once in a while do a GCN, like interval. And now it's all in one place. And I know mm-hmm. that this is going to sound like an advertisement, but I'm thinking, wow. And, you know, if I want to dabble into this the Sufferfest, it's all there on one app as opposed to going to different places. And it's mm-hmm. very dang convenient. And and it, it's certainly something I'm worth trying because I don't want to go on Zwift. I do not like Zwift. No. I don't like the animation, the whole, you know, special Tron. Bikes and all those things and eating a burrito or whatever the hell, you know, <laughs> upload all this stuff. And it's like I don't – because it's a game. Yeah. And that that part does not interest me. Yeah. And that's fine. I, and you know, it, it's just me. But I've never been a gamer. Mm-hmm. But um, I do like the idea of, like, you know, looking at old like – going up a hill, seeing sceneries. Uh, I don't yeah. know what they have planned. But, I mean, that well, intrigues me more than, than – Pro there, race there goes footage. a cartoon, and that guy's from Iceland. Yeah, I mean, pro hi from Ohio. Yeah. you know,
1: so. <laughs> pro race footage from the '89 Paris Roubaix yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. They do that. That's See? that's the great that, thing. That's is, you
3: know. gonna keep my interest better yeah. than. I think going this through is a volcano your, and underneath a water bridge or yeah, whatever. I think this tunnel. is your nut. I think this is yeah. the way you need yeah. to go. Uh, it certainly, I'll, I'm going to look into and it. And on
1: top of it, we were talking on the ride this week that uh, that Wahoo is secretly coming out with a device called the Roller. R-O-L-L-R. Now, I did some research on the Roller. And it is not classic Rollers as yeah. we would expect. It is not rear wheel front wheel Balance. blah 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 yeah. blah yeah what it is and and they had they have leaked footage from the world championships where it is i i think it wasn't big bike, it was uh one of the one of the other i want to give credit to the source where I found it shit um anyway uh the, the, it is a, a design where you are you're not bolting your rear wheel onto the device it is sitting on two separate rollers your rear wheel mm-hmm. because your front wheel is not engaged and moving which is what helps obviously you stay upright the front wheel there is a clamp that goes onto the front wheel from it's the like
3: top the old old rollers, yeah. I mean the old set of rollers they had no resistance were set yeah. up that way.
1: And this this is basically a Wahoo based resistance roller, which is going to you know, you're gonna have to take into account wheel, uh tire wear mm-hmm. and tear, but they showed riders at the World Championships warming up on them, yet the devices weren't plugged in, which mm-hmm. they're saying I, I'm guessing that Wahoo is going to tailor it as something that you can use at home, but you can also take it to an event and use it as a warm up for a crit or something like that. You do not have to plug it in necessarily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, we we were talking about that, Jackson. We were talking about a length on the road ride. We we're going to huh. we could we bring Paul into the into the digital <laughs> yeah. uh, a trainer that provides resistance because that's the great thing about this format is you're uh, rollers riding on rollers. You can only have there's only so much resistance so let you do the old school and hook a fan up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're at the mind, mercy of mind just magnetic. Yes, yeah. Magnetic drag. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, but you you find yourself at the mercy of just kind of spinning, 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 spinning. What I like about the program, such as Sufferfest, and I do like about Zwift is, is that you can, in, you can tailor a workout where you're going harder, you're going easier. There's a, the terrain gets harder. You're not mm-hmm. just stuck mm-hmm. thinking, okay, I got to do a four minute interval at, 120 rpms or something like that so i don't know it looked like something that yeah. hey wahoo send one to paul you'd be the best <laughs> you'd be the best test subject for it in all honesty it would a it curmudgeon would. yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. Off, god damn it yeah. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. get off yeah. my lawn yeah kids. Yeah. yeah right yeah. yeah so uh to close out i do want to i d- and i i can't believe i'm going to bring this up in a last ditch uh topic and and um, I think I brought it up to our listeners on on the on our Facebooks. Um, in case you didn't know, there was a meeting during the World Road Championships uh, of, of the UCI, it included the creation of uh, a Gravel World Series and a Gravel World Championships event. I'm just going to switch the camera over to Jackson now <laughs> because he's rolling his eyes. Um, all for the all uh, international calendar in 2022. The UCI is going to collaborate with events. Um, with organizer Galazzo for UCI Gravel World Series with events enabling athletes to qualify for the world championships. Races in the UCI World Series will be mass participation events. Um, this was just many amounts, obviously, uh, many announcements released last week. But due to time, I want to focus on the biggest question. Did the UCI just kill everything that we love about gravel racing? Jackson, Bolger.
2: Uh <laughs> I think, and what, you can
1: swear if you want.
2: No, yeah, I think um, what would have been way better, in my opinion, is if you would have just kept the essence of what like the big gravel events are. So if you would give Kansas, I'm even gonna say the Rift in um, Iceland or BWR, yeah, are not Kansas but uh, Unbound at this Unbound. point. But like, if you gave like those big races. If those were the um, World Cup races that gave you those points, then I think that would be way cooler to send you to the World Championships. But I know for a fact, like what I would call like the founding fathers of gravel, like like a Ted King, Pete Stetna, Colin Strickland, all those like really big names. I bet that there will be two of those riders that go to that event. I think Pete Stetton and Colin Strickland are the only two that would go to a world championships of gravel. I don't think you're going to see Ted King. I don't think you will see them. I don't think you're going to see, um, Lawrence Tendam. I doubt it. Pete are, uh, who won unbound. What's his name? Ian, uh, Ian Boswell. Yeah. I don't think they will go. So I think what you're doing is you're creating a whole different culture of gravel. Yeah. Through, through creation of this. I think it's going to be, you're going to now start seeing, which we've already seen, the trade teams, like the Mova Stars, the Trek-Segafredos. They're, they're starting to come over. EF.
1: Yeah. Um, Peach Sagan's going to do some some gravel racing. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I see a lot more of that with this World Cup series rather than I do that that core community of what gravel created. Because I think that other than that, you know, Ted King, Lawrence Tendam, Boswell, they've all done it. They've all done a world championships. I don't know if they've been there, but I know that they've they've done that type of thing before, and I don't know how eager they're gonna be to participate in those type of events. I've seen a lot
1: of jokes talking about that, you know, the UCI is gonna regulate the size of plaid on your flannel and they're gonna (laughs) fuck with socks and stuff like that. You know, and 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 that, you know, those are great jokes. But I think we're also reaching the point now where Mountain Bike ran into it, where um I can't say cyclocross, because cyclocross was, in in essence, a true European origin. mm -hmm. Um, I I think we're approaching the fact that that what the true original nature of the sport was is going to change. Is it going to die? Depends on how you look at it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cross-country mountain biking is not what it was when I first started Mm -hmm. watching cross-country mountain biking. They killed cross-country mountain biking. Um, It is now a European-dominated sport sorry to our our riders who do incredibly well we do have riders who do incredibly well um but it's not it's not what it used to be and i i do we just hold on to the past or do you know uh, that could it have been done any differently i don't know i think i think um i think i think it's kind of past the point i think the popularity got out of control and i think that uh the original essence of gravel is 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 soon to be gone
3: I think, um, with the, the UCI getting involved, they, if you are a true, high, a promoter of a gravel race, mm-hmm. like unbound or steamboat, if you don't sanction your, in the UCI, there's no reason for that to be a problem with UCI. Yeah. See what I'm saying? That's yeah. I see what the, you're saying. The it's not thing like is, is what USA happened, cycling. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. And I think what happened with Norba when USA cycling bought them out, they're like, Hey, all this insurance, they just kind of like brought them up. in. We, you know, we can take care of all this. And well, heck, that's part of the problem is because it started getting so big, people are getting hurt. They need insurance that's cover I mean, money is what takes it mm-hmm. over. If if those people who are tied into even uh, Belgian Waffle Ride and those, if they don't want to be a part of it or be, I uh, think the UCI is is going to ruin it. Then don't sanction don't your play. race yeah don't play and let them create their own thing yeah. and people can chase that you know yeah. uh what uci or even u.s cycling used to do is that at one point if there was a race that was put on it wasn't sanctioned by the u.s usa cycling you were you, you were, you were got in trouble to, if yeah you you you're, it. yeah suspended yeah. for racing yeah. anything that wasn't sanctioned yeah which is Hopefully they don't push at that point. Yeah, the UCI then, I don't see them doing something yeah.
1: like that. Yeah. So so you're saying there's a chance.
3: So I you're think telling I think there's a chance. If those who are promoting races wanna keep that, just do your race and stay away from the UCI. And you know, the UCI is gonna start wooing people with money coverage. We're gonna have T V coverage. There's you know, you're gonna have this and this and mm-hmm. and people will sell out. I mean they always do. Yeah. Look at Green Day. Sorry. Oh.
0: <laughs> on that
3: note, you guys, um, and
1: always, always, goddamn it, have a beer after a gravel race. I think that's just the minimum requirement. Unless you're throwing up. Yep. Which Throw up which twice, Jackson, otherwise. Jackson was throwing up. Yeah, yeah. You would have thrown up more than once. You would have thrown up like seven times, yeah. especially because you don't like beer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we forgive exactly. you for that. Uh, you guys, uh, first of all, I'd you know we barely touched on that topic, and I would love to hear your thoughts continued on on is gravel dad is something going on and whoever was texting us during the entire show i i all you came up was a number and and sorry uh but uh but you know let us know in terms of those things on our social media pages and things like that i'm going to make jackson take that load because that's his job um (laughs) but other than that perry Roubaix you guys um let's let's watch let's cheer this is our this is if the tour de france is a three-week Super Bowl of cycling this is the one day I I think we could all probably agree that this is this is the big dog this is the big one and we had to wait a long time for this one it's been a long time since we've had a Perry roubaix and we got it so let's let's just you
3: know the cool thing about this real quickly yeah is that that means the next Perry roubaix is even closer it is true It it is very true Bender's knocking.
1: Bender is knocking. Mm-hmm. Like and subscribe to the show. Tell your friends and uh, and and check us out when we go live. You know, or you can you can check all the venues that we have. I think our Facebook page, uh, YouTube, and all those kind of stuffs are are available. Stuffs. God damn it, I'm old. Are are great ways to uh, catch up with the show. Send us your thoughts, and and we'll go from there. Other than that, that's Bender pounding on the door. <laughs> catch you guys next week.